the politics of New York is historically corrupt. Right. Um, every five okay, years, shocking, shocking. Every five years, we take the leaders of the legislature and we put them in jail. Okay. Um, and we drive governors out of town too on a fairly regular right. basis. That's embarrassing. Um, so the political back and forth that led to this, again, was focused heavily on promoting social equity, helping those that were uh, damaged by the war on drugs. That's right. And so they did allow the existing uh, registered organizations, the medical licensees to continue and expand into adult use and have and continue to be vertically integrated. We are back with another episode of Meet on Shackle from MJ BizCon 2023. We are on the third, fourth episode. I kind of lost count, but <laughs> we have an amazing, amazing panel. We've done Alabama, we've done Colorado, we've done... We're on episode number four. We have the New York group here today, and I have, like, <laughs> the king and queen of New York and uh, the, the Duke. And some dude. <laughs> the Duke. Some other dude. <laughs> so we have an amazing panel. I don't want to uh, talk too much. I want to get right in because they have more information about New York than you could ever possibly imagine. They could probably write dissertations on the cannabis industry yes. in New York, as well as other states, by the way. But this focus is New York. So let's focus a little bit on New York. Why don't we go ahead and introduce ourselves uh, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about the company, what you do, and then we're going to get into the dynamics about how New York works. Who wants to go first? Starting off, Gene, Gene. Sullivan. I'm a longtime venture capital investor and turned to this incredible zany cannabis industry. I'm in New York City. We've been waiting for New York for a long time, 10 years in for myself, as uh, you're going to hear why and how. I'm part of the Arcview Group. I advise companies, work with David Feldman, and uh, thrilled to be here, and how smart you are, Dimitri, for covering these states, especially New York. We have so much to say today. You know, a lot of people are coming here looking for experts from other states, and they might not interact with them, but they're going to find this program and these individuals after MG BizCon, and you're obviously always available to them. That's important, but let me share this, too. People are saying, what's going on with New York? That's our goal today, to share those highs and the lows. Over to you, John. Thank you. I'm John Sullivan. Uh, Sullivan Adventures is my consulting company. We're consultants, we're, we're investors, and uh, been in weed business for a very long time, and uh, very excited to talk about New York. Awesome, John. Thank you for yeah. joining us, by the way. Thanks for inviting us. David. I'm David Feldman. I am CEO and co-founder of Skip Intro Advisors. We are a business consulting firm in cannabis doing strategic advisory, finance M&A, and regulatory strategy. We also run uh, a law firm called Feldman Legal Advisors, a boutique firm focused on cannabis and psychedelics, as Skip Intro is as well. Big focus on New York. I'm 30 years a corporate and securities lawyer and Wharton grad, so I love doing all this exciting, cutting-edge work and uh, excited to talk about New York today. That's I, I, you know what, if, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that should be the. Uh, I've, it's been a little while for practice law, but you guys all qualified as experts. Yes, we are. <laughs> Sorry, here's, I've been in the courtroom in 15 years. Here's what's fun about what we're going to share today. We want people to understand what were some of the early beginnings. So that's where we yes. thought we'd start, Dimitri. John, tell us about 2014. What happened in New York? Well, in 2014, I was sitting on a park bench in Paris, France, reading the, the New York Times on my iPhone, and I read an article about how. Governor Cuomo had just signed the Compassionate Care Act, and I was Gene was sitting next to me, and I was astonished because New York, the land of Rockefeller drug laws and 
Rudy Giuliani's, you know, stop and frisk and all that. I, I was astonished to read that, that marijuana was coming to New York. And I said to Gene, hey, when we get back to New York, let's, let's do, this was 2014, so 10 years ago. Just dive into the business. And, and so uh, the Compassionate Care Act was signed. It created uh, 10 medical licenses. They could open four dispensaries, completely vertically integrated. They could have uh, four dispensaries Ten each. Ten vertically integrated licenses. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. But, but that's not, that's 40 dispensaries, not nearly enough for the medical patients in New York. Imagine 40 CVSs in one state yeah. of 20 right. million people. How crazy is that? No, it, it, it's, it's un unbelievable. Like in Alabama, right. we were just learning there's four right now. And guess what? It's still that way. And that's where part of the story comes to play. What happened? Explain not only the dispensaries, but what the other licenses are for each of those 10. So the, 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 the 10 medical licenses, right. yeah, it's, they're vertically integrated. So they can, they can cultivate, they can right. process, they can, and they can sell. Those are the three, three Tran big ones. Transport, distribute as well? Th their own stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's their own stuff. In fact, they have to be vertically integrated. Yes. That's yes, that was a mandate. Which is the which is ironic because the we, new program that we're going to talk about, the adult use program, right. bans vertical right. integration. Now, now New York is hostile to vertical integration. So take us there, David. First of all, the MRTA, it's something we should speak to. Sure. That came to play due to the statute then that uh, occurred afterwards. Yeah. The Marijuana Regulation and Taxation Act was passed in 2021. Uh, Cuomo had made it difficult to get it through. Uh, he had certain demands that the legislature didn't agree to. Finally, when his scandals started getting difficult, he backed down and agreed to uh, a lot of the things he wasn't willing to agree to before. And so uh, it did take about two years to, to get things implemented after that. Uh, but it, the, the focus of the MRTA is social equity. That is the centerpiece of the entire legislation. We are here to right the wrongs of the war on drugs and help the people who were damaged by it. And so there is a, a bit of a bias against the big multi-state operators coming in or expanding, although they will allow the existing 10 licensees to have adult use stores, but only in their existing stores, only in the 40 stores co-located. Possibly they'll do more. Uh, so, so there were only 40 medical stores. There was only 10 licenses when the was called MRTA. Yeah, MRTA. MRTA was. We call it MRTA. And so, and it happens differently. Every state, Colorado transitioned from medical to adult use, um, Washington, et cetera, Arizona, et cetera. How did that dynamic uh, occur? Were, were they grandfathered in, the medical? It, you know, the politics of New York is historically corrupt. Right. Um, Imagine that. Every five okay, years. Shocking. First. Shocking. Every five years, we take the leaders of the legislature and we put them in jail. Okay. Um, and we drive governors out of town, too, on a fairly regular right. basis. That's embarrassing. Um, so the political back and forth that led to this, again, was focused heavily on promoting social equity, helping those that were uh, damaged by the war on drugs. That's right. And so they did allow the existing uh, registered organizations, the medical licensees, to continue and expand into adult use and, have, and continue to be vertically integrated. Okay. Uh, but other than that, you cannot own a grow and a dispensary or vice versa. In the new system? Yes. So, but these continue to be vertically integrated. And For medical. Just, just, and that, just medical. Well, but also they're going to be able to add adult use to their That's existing true. licenses. And new registered organizations, uh, can, licenses can be granted as well under the MRDA. So MRDA will allow additional 
uh, folks to get these combined medical and adult use licenses that can be, in fact, will be vertically integrated. But there's around a, what is it, $20 million uh, application fee. And right. we're the only state that managed to layer on that kind yeah. of a fee. That is a massive okay. fee. It's we have like 50,000 in Arizona, and a lot of states are minimal. Well, the, the regular licenses will be more like a thousand, but for these big, uh, you know, vertically integrated uh, registered organization licenses, and it's not 20 million all up front. You're paying five million initially, and the most of the rest is based on your revenues later. But still, it's there we go. You see what I'm saying? Craziness. Sure. But go ahead. Okay, this MRTA did have a couple of interesting and pretty cool things. Let me tell you one of the most unusual ones: allowing uh, cannabis to be smoked. Right. On the streets of New York, anywhere, cigarettes can be smoked. Now, right. a lot of people don't like that, but I'd rather right. sell, right. smell, that kind of a smell of cannabis. Uh, Uncle Mike, you can smoke on the streets of New York now. Yes. Th that's Not the, only the streets, anywhere. anywhere. You can anywhere. smoke in rooftop lounges, wherever cigarette yeah. smoking's allowed. We right. think that's cool. Right. So why aren't we doing MJ Biscon in New York City? Good, good question. A very sure, good question. You want to do a big conference in New Absolutely. York City? Sure. We Come can do it at in. the convention center. Oh, I'll put it on. Come on in. Yeah. When they should. There's one other thing. In the social equity program you just heard from David, guess what? Women are considered social equity applicants. Sure. All it's women? It's not that way. All yes. women. <laughs> it's not that way in most states. So we like that, too. Women. Uh, you're lucky you're married to her. I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> and it, in more ways than one. Here's your applicant right here. <laughs> it's okay. not only women. It's also uh, dis, you know, oh, disabled vet veterans, veterans, struggling yeah. farmers. So, uh, and yeah. anyone with a past marijuana So conviction. now let's go to that. Let's go to now what has happened since this original MRTA, those 10 medical licenses that are there, now we have created this new, quote, CARD program. That's the acronym. Take it away, David. Speak to that. C-A-U-R-D, right? C-A-U-R-D. C-A-U-R-D. Just rolls right when off the When was the effective date of this legislation, just so we can put a little from the, Well, MRDA, the law, was, was March of 2021. Right. Okay. And the CARD program started about a year about, ago. About a year ago. About a year ago. And they, they said in the initial round of dispensary applications, you have to be someone with a prior New York State marijuana conviction and have at least two years of sort of business experience. Right. And they said, we're going to limit the first round to just those people. Mm -hmm. And as a result, they, they issued about 480. First 200. Yeah. First 200. Right. They were going to do 150. Then they increased it and increased it again. I think it's 480 is the 483. final. 483. Right. 483 right. have been provisionally right. granted. 900 applied. But, they, they, but half of them didn't qualify on financial reasons. That they, right. And, and, Correct. And, right. And said they had convictions that actually didn't pan out. So the... the the pool of card people we're dealing with now is for around 400. And what the state did was they said, all right, because we know these people may not have the financial resources and, and you know, the experience to build a business here, we're going to help them find a location, we're going to help them with financing and so on. That took a while to get going and there was a lot of controversy relating to that. And then, but they ended up, but 23 stores got open and then right. came a lawsuit. Ooh. Right. And before that, there was another lawsuit there was a guy, so remember, you can only get a license if you have a prior New York State conviction. Right. Some guy who had a conviction in Michigan said, this is unconstitutional okay. to just have New York State convictions. I'm suing. And he got an injunction that stopped new licenses from being issued in four, five regions of the state, including Brooklyn, Westchester, a few other places. A year later, that got settled with him getting a license 
and dropping the lawsuit. But the concept wasn't settled, just the lawsuit was settled. Correct. So, so this is what happened. So then there was another lawsuit right. by a group of disabled veterans. Yeah, who I said, got mine. Now I'm settling. Sorry, go ahead. Well, there's a provision in the MURDA that actually says the first round of dispensary application licenses has to be open to everyone. Right. And they did not do that. And they right. arguably violated the right. murder right. when they limited the first round to people with convictions. Right. The, so officer, the, the officer cannabis management is supposed to follow the law in, in terms of regulations, and they, they didn't. So the veterans sued, and yeah. they said, we want an injunction to stop all these new card licenses getting issued until, we, until there's a determination. Now, let me tell you the net effect of this, because we have all And just, to, I'm sorry, I'm just going to interrupt to give the yes. timing. That happened in August of this year, yes. that the now, injunction here, was issued. Here's what's right. important to know. Each of us have advised some terrific people who have leases, who have payroll, who have relationships with the vendors for their wonderful product. Guess what? Stuck in the mud, not able to open. They have payroll, they have leases. The and application process the is multi-step. So there's an initial application, and then when you get your initial provisional approval, that's when you go sign a lease, that's when you go do your construction and so on, and then you get final approval after that. So only 23 stores had gotten to the point of opening up right. before this injunction happened. So there's another 450 that are, have, are provisionally approved, what a but mess. everything stopped since August. <laughs> that, what a mess. So, so our goal uh, of today is to show the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that's where the pain is right now that we want relief on. Well, first of all, I'm never going to get involved in New York. But no, if don't, I, well, say don't say that. Don't, don't say that. that. No, hold on. No, David. It's going to be a huge agree. market. In five years. I will call you first, and then you will okay. tell me, okay? You New York is a consultant. I'll take yes, care of you. A, <laughs> no, trust me, I would. New York in five years is going to be awesome. Yeah. I think and so. it's going to take a while. It's going to be the biggest cannabis market of any oh, state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's going to be right. attractive and profitable now, for David, a lot of people. Do you remember I told you don't use future tense? It already is the largest right. mecca of, of cannabis course, yes. in the world. Only now we need to turn it from illicit to legal right. to license. And, and along that, those lines, you know, uh, there's so many like dissertation level topics that are occurring in the development of the cannabis industry. Uh, uh, changing a commodity from medical to adult use. How should that work? How is it working? How are the experiments working? But also the big thing is the black market versus the sure. traditional market. What are the proper, proper civil or criminal sanctions to keep people participating within the system? Along those lines, there's a lot of talk out there about New York being black market, da 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 da, da. What are the criminal and civil sanctions for people if they don't participate in the regulatory system? Why is the black market thriving? Are the taxes too high? You want to talk about that theme a little bit? Well, it is important, but I want to tell you something good before we tell you that part. <laughs> Let's speak to what happened with the hemp operators and bring into the whole AUCC piece. Before you even do that, I think we just need to do one other thing, which is close the loop on the lawsuit Go ahead. Uh, okay. and the injunction, because there is good news there, yes. which is literally yesterday, uh, they did approve a settlement of that right. lawsuit that was the subject of the injunction. And we're waiting for the judge to approve the settlement, but under the settlement, the injunction goes away, the card program will continue forward, although they're not allowed to issue any new card licenses until April, right. which is fine, because all the 450 can move forward. And the 
veterans who sued are all getting licenses. Uh, and, and they have already decided back in September to open up a new round of applications for retail mostly uh, for anybody. And that opened up in October and closes in December. So that's the good, so now you can talk about the HEMP so, program. So recall that we have a HEMP program in New York that was pretty vibrant. Yeah. And what happened then was a blessing the hemp, both cultivators and about 20 processors, and said to them, you can now grow THC cannabis and process real brands and products. That happened over the last couple of years. Right. And in fact, today, there's 270 of those conditional licenses. So they were thrilled because they spent a lot of money and didn't get much out of the hemp production. And now they're finally able to grow flour. But we should explain why they did that, which Proceed. is in other states like Nevada, right. when they opened up, they gave licenses to growers and dispensaries at the same time. And the dispensaries opened, but the growers hadn't right. grown yet. Right. So there was like almost a six-month period where there was no product in the stores. And so New York did something actually very smart for a change. And that was, they said, we're going to let the existing hemp licensees start growing adult use immediately to yes. get ready for the stores that haven't even been approved yet. I'd like to meet the guy who came up with that concept. Well, yeah. here's the problem. The problem is they did that, and right. then the process of issuing the new... Bob Hoban. Uh, oh, I know. Hey, Bob. <laughs> and, and then the process... He and I are Facebook friends. Um, and then the process of uh, going ahead and approving the new ones um, has been challenging. But anyway, go ahead. No, it's interesting. There's an imbalance, right? Imbalance, but also yeah. speak to the Grower Showcase, which has helped yes. a little bit. Yes, the Grower Showcase, because of this imbalance, you have all these former hemp growers now growing THC cannabis, not enough dispensaries to sell them in. The real financial stress is happening to those those farmers, and so they came up with a program called the Cannabis Growers Showcase, which is really a farm market for cannabis. Um, adults only get, it, get in and all that kind of good stuff, and, and that has worked out reasonably well, but there's only 20 of them or so, oh, oh, maybe, maybe a little more on those. Are those hemp licenses unlimited canopy? No. No. No, they're limited. Oh, yeah. It was one acre. Yeah, yeah, one acre. Or or yeah, and, or, and, and, and or no, a greenhouse. Right. And with no, twenty no, lights. And no indoor. No go, indoor. Go, go figure. No indoor. <laughs> I you see I I like our Arizona um, unlimited canopy setups that we have. We have got these giant greenhouses that are ready to be turned on with federal legalization and interstate commerce. Nice. So of course, now probably somebody in New York will probably try to keep us out, but well, won't be you guys. Well the big MSOs are opening bigger more, more growing facilities yes. in anticipation of adult use, but I think it's also in anticipation of interstate and global market. Now, Dimitri, back to where you were going about the illicit uh, yes. retail shops. You can see from these delays and the complications that we've discussed what happened. Because of the slowness, guess what? All, these, right. all these shops opened up. They're everywhere. Yeah. And guess what? Big bright lights, very welcoming, lots of product. In fact, the inside story is we have the best California cannabis in New York of any state. Of any state. <laughs> yes. Well, you always have, and I guess. And now it's on the shelves. Right. Now, here's one of the quirky yeah. things. We're so overregulated 
that just like Canada, even our new retail, shiny, licensed dispensaries, you're not even allowed to look in the window. It's crazy. Whereas the illicit shops, bright, we, sunny, We don't want to tempt anybody beautiful. now. <laughs> Big beautiful. Leaves. But the illicit shops are, are welcoming and, you know, and, and carpeted floors, beautiful. Let me throw out a thought, Lena. I want to talk to you, have, talk about a little bit about the criminal and civil sanctions for not participating. But, you know, I told people during COVID, and I, and I, and I'm, I come from a very liberal family, I said, be careful about the policies that you enact, the laws that you pass, because if they look silly, you're going to lose the credibility of government. And we right. need government to be credible. We right. need people to respect it. I don't know how anyone in their right mind, I mean, Arizona, Colorado, California is a mess enough, can respect the decisions that were made by these government, but not even one individual, there's nobody directly responsible. The process that occurred in New York is occurring. It's just right. ludicrous, and it, it's sad. It, it is sad to us because all of us have been waiting and hoping to create a vibrant New York market, and we're there uh, learning every way to do that. So that is a disappointment. And a few more of the quirky rules that have hurt so much TPI, well, speak well, to that. Well, before you get to that, let's talk about the penalties yes. for speak the... Speak to that. Yes. Yeah, the so so the, the, the dispensaries all opened, these illegal ones, all of a sudden. Yes. Right. And there were always some bodegas and whatever, but suddenly there were hundreds and hundreds, and it was because Mayor of New York, Adams, it was just an offhand comment he made that was kind of like saying, well, we're kind of not going to go after these people while we're waiting for the new program to open up, or something like that. Yeah. And that just started this massive... Uh, movement for tons of on every block practically. Yes, it just says dispensary. It's not they don't do anything else, and so <laughs> we have one right downstairs from where we live called Smoke and Toke. <laughs> they they have started. Yeah, wait, is that the one you own? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but go go ahead. Sorry, David. <laughs> they have started to crack down a bit. Both OCM and the city police have powers now, not to arrest necessarily, but they can shut them down. And now they're starting to find the landlords, and that's going to where it's going to be felt. I think it goes up to $1,000 a day. Um, that starts adding up, you know, if but you're not. But they do close, and then they're open. And then they reopen. Right, yes. Right, right. same like happens in California. Yeah. There's but no you're criminal. never, you're never going to, look, there's a black market in cigarettes that continues to this day. Right, right. It's never going to go away completely. The challenge is to make the pricing and the taxes and the, you know, uh, oversight on the regulatory not be so burdensome that they really can't compete with that. But it's hard. If you have a guy who always came to your apartment, do you want to give up your guy? And two things. We don't want to restart the war on drugs. Exactly. But number two, there's not really enough police force or uh, really a team yeah. to close yeah. these. Yeah, the, the cops have better stuff to do yeah. in and, New York. And, and that's, that's a good thing. Now, here's some more good news. On October 4th of this year, we finally opened up the portal for everybody to right. apply. Right. So, David, take us through that. So the new um, round allows anyone to apply for, I think there's five licensed areas and it's dispensary and so on, but it's not for uh, consumption lounges yet and a few not other yet. things, but it's mainly focused on dispensary and they're planning to issue somewhere between 500 and 1,000 new dispensary licenses in this round that's going to quote everybody. They weren't sure whether the card people were going to be part of that or not and they encouraged the card people to reapply in case card was thrown out by the court, which now it hasn't been. So, it's, so what we don't know are things like, well, what happens to all the people who applied in the new round? 
do those applications continue? Do they go away? Um, what about the card people? How are we going to zoom them through? There's a lot of unknowns, and they're this. not the greatest at communicating what they plan to do from OCM. Uh, we asked them, and we asked them, and then they. They're wonderful, experienced politicians who know how to talk to you for 20 minutes and say absolutely nothing. But you know, my imagination has no limits. So as I'm listening to this, I'm thinking to myself, I would have just opened up and issued a ton of licenses in order to settle a lawsuit because these guys are just going to go well, away. That's what they basically that's kind of did. What they're doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But unlimited? Is it unlimited? They're not. The people who sue get licenses. Yeah, but. <laughs> no, but they, they, which is another conversation. But yeah. they, they are not saying that there's, in fact, there's, they're saying that they don't anticipate a limit ultimately on license. However, this round ends December 18th, and they have not given any indication when another round may come after. This is some wild stuff. I, I promise if I get off of a plane in New York, I'm going to call the three of you guys Absolutely. first. <laughs> and we'll take and you say, to dinner, yes, too, Dimitri. Yeah. Very first thing when you go to New York is have dinner with these people. We'll, yes. We'll take you downtown to a few put, of the licensed dispensaries. But also, I think you guys are available for consulting, too, is right? We sure. are, indeed. Sure. Yeah. And, 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 and navigating the investment possibilities right. and the market opportunities. It's I'll so nuanced in New York. It's so nuanced. One thing well, is New York needs brands. You know, we, we've got... I don't know, 50 or 100 Three, brands. 350 okay. SKUs. Yeah, okay. Today. SKUs. So, yeah. so the number of brands is even a subset right. of that. So for for companies that have smoking brands, you know, you know, good brands, I mean by that, all over the country, come to New York because there's, it's, come on in. I got brands falling out of my pockets. Well, well <laughs> let's talk. Bring them We're in. We're happy like, to help them. I'm like Eddie yeah. Murphy and Raw, but we won't go into that joke. Um, so, look, we have to wrap this up, but I am thrilled about, the, about you guys showing up and giving us this information, introducing yourself to our audience. The quality of individuals that are here at MJBS Gone, the quality of individuals that we brought on Meet Unshackled, it's just, I'm excited just to sit here and listen. And, and now I know you guys more. And thank we didn't you. know each other that well before. Thank you. So, thank you for inviting us to Let's Dimitri. bring them to New York next year. I think yes. that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, but I'm going to bring you a bunch of brands, and there's other people out there. Absolutely. We need brands there. Um, we do. Closing thoughts, and how do people get in hold of, uh, in touch with you? David, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. New York is going to be an exciting market. There are definitely growing pains along the way. They're trying to do something a little bit different, so there's going to be challenges and problems when politicians are in charge. Uh, but it's going to iron itself out in time. So New York is welcoming to new people, new investors, and so on, certain restrictions. Uh, but to get in touch with us, I'm at D Feldman at skipintroadvisors.com, and love to talk to anybody. All right. And, and I'm on LinkedIn. So John Sullivan, John A. Sullivan on LinkedIn, uh, Sullivan Adventures, and just uh, connect me there. And Gene Sullivan at Gmail. Closing uh, dots. You know, one of my big disappointments is why didn't we learn from Illinois, from Arizona, from Nevada, from California? That's a disappointment. But you have to know what to do and how to do it to navigate this very, very tricky alligator swamp. So happy to help yes. because we want to build a vibrant New York market. Yep. Thank you. There's, for there's nothing us. wrong with the cash register in, in New York. There's lots of people smoking weed, buying weed, enjoying weed. It's all, it's all the background stuff that's kind of followed up. Dispensaries <laughs> are doing a million dollars a week. Yes. Yeah. The legal ones or the yes. illegal ones? Legal. legal. And how much are the illegal ones doing? Oh. Oh. A lot more uh, than that. Millions and millions. Not individually, though. No. 
They don't have lines out the door the way the legal ones have. I understand now why you are excited about New York. I I really do. It's because there's there's opportunity. It's just a matter of navigating those waters, those shark-filled, reef-filled, rock-filled, iceberg-filled waters (laughs) and getting to the promised land. But, you know, now our audience has three individuals that they can contact when they want to reach out to New York. So that has been a great benefit for you guys being here. We so appreciate you having thank us. Thank you, Dimitri. Thank you, guys. Thank you.